0: He's Pittsburgh-born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN. And now on 106.3 FM. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. You found the Bud Light Happy Hour. Where your mom listens and you should too 412 2874 is the number to call Or you can join the cast of dozens And follow me, Adam Crowley On Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley Brian LaMartina sitting across from me At the Carson City Saloon We got Shirtless Tom back in the studio Check them out on Twitter, at F farmer 73 At ButtonPusher970 Joe Rokiki here, turning the knobs And Unfortunately not taking his Hand off my leg Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Although, without Mark Caballi, which has made Chris, who tweets all the time, very sad. Look, here's the deal. Uh, Mark got upset last time because we had Randy Slack join us on the show a couple of times. He was butthurt about it. I have Mark on all the time throughout the season. He'll be on almost every week for 15, 20 minutes, but uh, he can't handle the whole hour. He he doesn't have the stamina anymore. He can't (laughs) hang. It's just a reality since he since he became a big shot at the athletic, we can't have many. Yeah,
1: now nice big deal.
0: Yes, DK. Had, uh, whatever.
1: But yeah, all day long.
0: Yeah, although we do have Dale Lally on about every week too. Well, we love Dale. We do love Dale a lot. I like Mark. I love Dale. Yeah, that's eh, just the reality.
1: I'd, i I uh, f'd Mary Kill. I'd I'd uh, I'd f Kaboli. I'd marry Dale, and I would kill Richie Walsh.
2: <laughs> You'd f <have> Kaboli?
1: Caboli. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to kill him.
0: No, I would, no. You <laughs> killed the right guy. Yeah. If we were playing the DK version of F Mary Kill, you could F and Mary
1: <laughs> oh, no. multiple people oh, no. and then the kill's optional. That's like F F M M K K. <laughs> Basically
0: what F Mary Kill is after I've had seventeen but light. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield last night, 17-23. He now enters the conversation for greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, He has to vie for that spot with Pat Mahomes, who threw six touchdowns last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has eight touchdowns through two weeks against the Saints, whose defense is supposed to be good, and the Eagles, whose defense we know is good. Baker belongs, and I love him, and I don't care who knows.
1: I, I kind of have a crush on him after last night. Honestly, look, there's going to be haters out there always. Like, Baker's kind of a hateable guy if you really get down he to it. You could them, easily yes. hate him. But the thing is, last night was such a cool story. Like, it's like Tyrod, a little concussion there. You got to have Baker. You weren't planning on using him. Dude comes in and just deals the ball. I think that opens a bigger
0: conversation, Brian, which is over the next five years, would you rather be the Browns or the Steelers?
1: Well, that's You know what, man? I mean, that's a hard discussion. That really is because I really don't ever want to be the Browns. But if you look at the – okay, now, anything could happen, and the way the Steelers roll, things happen. They get things done. They'll make things happen. But if you're looking at things right now in the perspective, you've got an aging quarterback. You've got a disgruntled wide receiver who's arguably the best wide receiver in the game. You've got one of the best running backs in the game who won't show up for a game. You got a head coach who's uh, getting pretty close to north of 10 years without a Super Bowl? You got to wonder. And I do
0: wonder, and Cleveland, if they're under the Sashi Brown regime, Mm -hmm. if they're doing the money ball thing and they're going through analytics, I think there's definitely a place for that in football. There's no doubt about it. But – I trust them so much more now right. that they've got John Dorsey comes over from Kansas City. Look at that team right now. He built a good franchise there. They went to the playoffs four out of five years. He comes to Cleveland, and they're already that much better than they have been the last couple of years. They're already better. I mean, two years ago they don't. Uh, they win one game last year. They don't win any games this year. They're they two games they played. That they didn't lose. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they tie one and they not win losing one. is a win. And, and you look at the talent that they have to pull from. Miles Garrett is going to be one of the best five defensive players in the game. I keep saying it, and you wait for him to break out, but he is that kind of talent. And the way the Browns have operated for the last decade and a half, really two decades, is they flub those picks up all the time. And with Miles Garrett, I think they've got their chance to get their Sidney Crosby. It's different because Crosby's the face of the entire league. But when you are drafting top five, For two decades. You're looking for impact players. You're looking for guys who can affect the ball every time it is snapped. And Miles Garrett can be that kind of guy. Denzel Ward shows last night. He's a ball hawk. He's a stud. He's a top five player in the draft. He rips the football away. If he doesn't make that play, the Browns don't win the game. We can talk all we want about Baker Mayfield. He doesn't strip that ball. They don't win. Against the Steelers, he doesn't pick that ball off. They don't win. He's impact. Miles Garrett is impact. And now we find out Baker Mayfield looks better than any quarterback the Browns have had in a long time. And it's game number one in his NFL career. But he's better than Tim Couch. He, he's better than RG3. He's better than my. Uh, he's better than uh, Johnny Manziel. Uh, he's better than the old-ass guy that they drafted from Oklahoma State whose name is now escaping me. But it doesn't matter. He was 28 years old when they brought him into the league. He's better than that guy. They have a direction. And the conversation for the longest time was, The Browns have all these picks, so they're going to be good. No, I don't buy that. The Oilers in the NHL, they had all these picks, and they weren't good for a long time. They get McDavid, they go to the playoffs one year. The next year, they stink because the talent evaluation has been ass. You can have all these picks, but the evaluation can be ass. With John Dorsey, it ain't going to be ass. If I have to pick one of these two teams over the next five years— To be a fan of, I know it's only one game and three games through the season. I think I'm going with Cleveland because they've got their dude at the precipice at the start of his career. The Steelers have that guy at the end of his career. As for Baker, anybody who says, oh, this guy's Johnny Manziel 2.0, you're looking for hot takes. Uh, Across the street, one of their hosts said, I don't believe in him because he reminds me of Manziel. He's too small and he's a knucklehead. Well, there's a difference between being a
1: knucklehead and being a coked-out knucklehead. Yes, huge. Big, big time. You know, it, And it is funny. That's why I said earlier he's easily hateable. Like, you can look at him and kind of think he might be a douche, you know? And I think it is because he does, in a way, resemble Manziel. Yes. He comes from the same cloth, kind of the same guy in appearance. So you, you, he's easy to hate. Like, that guy's got to be a jackass, you know? And it's easy, right? right it's right. so easy
0: for you to go, he's small. He's white. He put it up in a great college offense. I don't necessarily know if that's going to translate to the NFL. And he loves himself some Manziel. He loves himself (laughs) some Baker. They're very similar in that regard. But if you're starting a franchise, to me, that's the guy you want. I want the cocky
1: son of a bitch. Did you see the way his team perked up when he got in the game? Uh, The whole stadium did, really. But, yeah, you're right. The team did. And in the postgame as well with Landry, did you see how psyched he was for the combination? I mean, he was almost borderline giddy about the night. I mean, granted, they had won for the first time in forever, but still, he was raving on about the connections that were made. You know, and I, I think he did lend a little bit of a hand to Baker during that game. Like, he made some pretty badass catches. Oh, no catches. doubt. That was, that was some sweet, sweet ball handling. He's a player, man. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. and But that's a great combination for that. that could go on for a while.
0: Right, and for all the people who said Jarvis Landry just does it five yards at a time catching the football falling over as a possession receiver he just wasn't used well enough in Miami there are a bunch of teams throughout the National Football League that don't use their talent well enough and I think you can point to the Steelers on defense right now with the scheme problems that they have and you can point and say that's one of the teams right there but back to Baker for a second you brought up how Jarvis reacted post game and how Baker reacted post game on the NFL Network when he's getting interviewed He was asked, Baker was, what prepared you for this? How could you handle this? You didn't get any snaps this week. You haven't been getting any first team reps since the preseason. How do you come in here and light this spark? And his answer is more concise than mine's going to be. But it was basically, I walked on to Texas Tech. I won the quarterback job as this little dude. Nobody thought I could be nothing. And I was great. But then I got hurt, they moved on, they went to their scholarship players, fine. Well, I'm going to transfer, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. They're a pretty good program. They've had some pretty good quarterbacks. Jason White rings a bell. Sam Bradford rings a bell. Those are scholarship guys. Those are five-star guys. Baker Mayfield's me walking through there. (laughs) He's a little dude, and he's got a big arm, and he's got a great personality, and he wins that job. Not only does he win the job at Oklahoma, he becomes a three-year starter at one of the blue-blood Blue, blue blood, my God, programs in the country. He wins 34 out of 40 games. He wins the 2017 Heisman. He's drafted number one overall. His entire life is a gosh-damn fairy tale. <laughs> then he doesn't get the job out of the gate in Cleveland, and he comes in, and it's one thing for a rookie quarterback to win a game. Sam Darnold did it his first start, yeah. too. and Everyone says, oh, Sam Darnold, he's great. He throws a pick-six his first pass. They win the game. Detroit's a dumpster fire. Whatever. This guy comes, comes into a, to a literal dumpster fire. They haven't won a game in 635 days. And he wins. And he's running up and down the sideline, throwing his arms in the air, pumping up the crowd. When in Oklahoma, he's playing Kansas, which is the worst Division I program in the sport for the last decade. And he's so peeved off about the way that they're playing, so cheesed up whenever he does score a touchdown, he grabs his crotch. People hated that nationally. I love it. Yeah. We talk all the time about Antonio Brown, right? He wants his statistics. Baker Mayfield wants to effing win. Yeah. He's a winner, has always been a winner, and that is such a catch-all term for prospects that come out. This guy wins. That guy wins. This guy wins. And a lot of the time I don't give it credence. When you have walked on to two Division I programs in one of the best programs of all time, and you win there,
1: you are a winner. Yeah. You're the dude. You are coming from behind and you're getting it done, for sure. Another thing that that kind of like, look, and I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to kiss his ass or anything like this. It was just a really impressive performance. The one thing that stood out to me was his command of his offense. He is not afraid to grab these guys by the helmet and tell them what the hell to do. Yeah and and that right there was like this is a guy who's coming out here. He's got nothing else on his mind other than to kick some ass and get this team on top of the scoreboard. And he's grabbing people, he's moving people, he's telling them where to be it's a dude who studied the offense. I mean he wants oh, to he win knew the game. It.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Did you see him on the sideline when Terod was playing and he had his quarterback
1: list? Yes, yes.
0: Every single time a play call is look, coming down, he's looking at his arm, mm-hmm. and he's doing his mental reps, as Craig Wolfley says all the time. You've got to do your mental gymnastics. You've got to be prepared to go in that situation. He did it. And Again, I understand I'm waxing poetic. We're waxing poetic yeah. about a player who's played one game in the National Football League. But you don't think in Cleveland they're walking around today smiling the way they haven't smiled since LeBron James left. Yeah. I mean, they actually think that they've got a quarterback. Now, <laughs> here's the question that I posed at the beginning of the segment. I want your thoughts at four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Who would you rather be for the next five years, Cleveland or Pittsburgh? And I'll add one more thing before we head to break here. A little caveat. I'll take the Browns if they fire Hugh eventually.
1: And I was going to go yes. there during this, Adam. The, the – the real question is the minute they turn the corner is when Hugh's out of there and they get somebody who can develop Baker and, and put that franchise together. Hugh is the key right now. You've got good pieces. Get him the hell out of there, and now you're really on the road well, to getting better.
0: And you're right because the reality is if Baker plays the first two games of the season, the Browns are sitting there at the top of the AFC North right now at 3-0.
1: Yeah, oh, it might be. Uh,
0: They're definitely beating Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, they would have won that game. If he plays like he played last night, they're winning that game. I I could not agree more, and they've got a real thing going down there, and I don't think they're going to
0: be a great team this year. They might be a six-win team. Uh, They might be a five-win team, Uh, but... It's a
1: Super Bowl for those fans.
0: Exactly, and they're building. Yeah. And when's the last time we said that they're building? I mean, you go from 1-15 to 0-16, you're not building anything. You're not getting better. Uh, You're getting worse, and it's a disaster. But now John Dorsey gets it. That entire franchise believes. The fan base believes. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Hey, what day is it, Tom? I
1: believe
0: that it's a Friday. The Free Movie Friday program with Adam Tickets is back. It's back. The Adam Tickets app lets you browse movie titles. I scared everyone downstairs. Buy (laughs) tickets. Invite friends. Pre-order concessions. You guys want to go to the movies? (laughs) And you can go... All from your phone. You can skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text Burger to ATOM1. That's Burger to 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates do apply. Coming up next, kind of in the same vein of the conversation we're having, there's dark times coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't think y'all understand that. It's Grally Show. He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Got this tweet from Thomas at Purple Impact. Hmm. There are so many people that must hate listening to the show. Who just tell me all the time? I'm not listening anymore. You're insufferable. You suck.
1: How do you suck now?
0: Well, I'll tell you. But the thing is, these people who tweet me,
1: they keep tweeting me. Yes, they and they keep listening. And on top of that, they they describe specific things that happen within the show. Yes, which is great.
0: Like Thomas, who says at underscore Adam Growley, it does not mean that they would have beat the Steelers. S M H. Again, <laughs> you are insufferable. <laughs> To which I clap back. Brother, do you really think the Steelers would have beaten Cleveland if they had Baker Mayfield game one? I, I don't. Just just so you know, just to use facts, Thomas, because I- I'm sure you're just mad because you're a Steelers fan and you don't want to hear the God's honest truth. I don't fake anything. Transparency, the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I always tell the truth. Tarod Taylor threw 25 incompletions. He threw two completions last night. Then Baker comes in, he goes 17 for 23. One of those players is a high floor player. One of those players is a high ceiling player. Terod Taylor, he's fine. You can win games with him, you can make the playoffs with him. The Buffalo Bills did last year. But Baker Mayfield, you have to worry about. You have to defend, you have to game plan around. This guy's got talent. He moves inside the pocket. He can get outside the pocket, make plays with his feet, just like Terod. But Taylor's M.O. has always been he's afraid to take shots down the field unless he absolutely has to. Well, Baker ain't afraid of nothing. Baker grabs his crotch and he throws the ball 60 yards on a rope. Uh, Baker don't care what you think. Baker don't care what the safe throw is. Baker's going to fit it in there. And I saw a couple of of gifs on Twitter.com today of some of these throws that Baker did make last night. Holy hell. It's as if people forget he had a 70% completion percentage at Oklahoma. And a lot of that is scheme. I get it. A lot of that is Big 12 defenses. But most of that is his accuracy and his natural God-given ability. I think he's going to be a great player. And I think that he's better than Tyrod already right now. And it was a tie game the first game of the season. A tie. Which means if one more play is made either way, It goes down as a win or a loss. Is Tyrod going to make that play, or is Tyrod going to just try to preserve the football and protect the football? Baker will make the play. Baker is the difference between winning and losing.
1: Big play potential in Baker's favor, hands down. Hands down. Because like you said, Tyrod will not take a shot. Downfield, He won't. He never did it when he filled in with the Ravens. They changed their game plan. Joe Flacco had a ton of long balls in the game plan, and they never, never went to that when Tyrod was in there. He's just, like you said, afraid to take it. But if Baker's in that game, that is. That's one more big play that happens. He's got more big play potential. And and look, I'm sorry, Tyrod Tyrod is not that great of a quarterback. Like like you said before, he will get you through a game. He'll get you some wins. But if you want dynamic plays for a team like the Browns to beat the Steelers, Mayfield's probably your guy. Uh, I said going in, to beat the Steelers, there are two ways to do it. You can go in and
0: be the guy who's not going to make mistakes, and you know that they do make mistakes, the Steelers do, and you can win that way, or you can go out there and try to win. And we've seen it happen the last couple of weeks. Tyrod doesn't make the mistakes, and they tie. And then last week, Pat Mahomes goes out there, and he tries to make plays, and they win. I think Baker Mayfield gives them a much better chance to win. I don't even think that should be up for debate at this point.
1: It's just it's it's kind of anytime you you say something like if you say anything like that against the Steelers, it, it's just you're going to catch that every time. Yes. Uh, oh, the Steelers can't lose. Well, they do lose, and they almost lost that game. They haven't won yet. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is that yes, they're hands down. He is a better option. Anyway. Got this one from Pete Zahut.
0: Because I'm not schooled in NFL contracts, what happens if Bell hurts himself while in holdout and can't return? Do we get compensated? Do we owe him anything after Week 10? What happens here? If he can't toll this season, if he cannot show up and play at least six weeks, his contract does not count this year. He's not under contract technically, but the season, as far as the NFL is concerned, doesn't count. So everything that happened this last offseason, if Bell does not show up this year, could conceivably happen again. Uh, Le'Veon Bell could be franchised by the Steelers, (laughs) not at $25 million, which it would be next year-ish, but at the 14.5 he was franchised this last year. So it does not make any sense for Le'Veon Bell not to show up. The injury thing makes a lot more sense because he's out there jet skiing and he's out there rapping, and eventually he keeps rapping the way he is. Someone's going to punch him in the face. (laughs) Uh, I think that is a much
1: greater option perhaps of happening. And don't forget, I mean, imagine the injuries he would suffer if that big-ass stripper fell backwards on him. That would have been catastrophic. He would have never been able to play again.
0: Now, it depends where she lands, though. It's like if you're flying to the moon and you impact... A non cratered area, it's not gonna feel good. If you land in the crater, you've at least got, you know, a couple hundred more feet to land. Yeah. She's got that cratered but if she falls backwards and he goes into the crater, he could be okay. But there's
1: also a suffocation problem that could happen if he goes straight down the middle. That could get ugly.
0: Oh boy. And we all know how Le'Veon Bell loves to dance in the hole. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four is the number to call. Again, you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I opened the show today with another thing that Steelers fans aren't going to like. When I said that the dark ages are coming, man. The Huns are climbing the wall. They're storming your castles. They're going to mess with all your people. They're going to kill all your goats. It's bad. Renaissance is over. you got 17 (laughs) years in a row. Of solid Steelers football last year it was turmoil. They were still thirteen and three. Ben's getting older. Ab's getting more childish. He's like Benjamin flipping button. <laughs> it's like the opposite. He ages backwards. Uh, Le'Veon Bell don't want to be here. He ain't gonna be here next year or beyond. I don't think Steelers fans understand that it actually happens where you don't have a winning season. The only really adversity that this team's faced from a win-loss record. Was in 2012, 2013 when they went eight and eight in back to back years, and they almost made the playoffs in 2013. Ryan Suckup misses a field goal. Now uh, you go back to the year after Cower left, the Steelers were nine and seven. Oh my god, fire everybody. Get rid of Dick Laveau! Get rid of the offensive coordinator. They're nine and seven. Meanwhile, Cleveland, they're throwing a parade for nine and seven. Uh, Meanwhile, in Jacksonville for the longest time, you're 8-8. They're happy about it. In Detroit, you go 8-8. Ah, okay, we'll get them next year. We're building in the right direction. 8-8 in the not-so-distant future, Steelers fans, is going to look better because in order to build yourself back up, unless Aaron Rodgers walks through the door as the backup for Ben Roethlisberger, unless Mason Rudolph is that guy, you got to hit the low point before you get back up to where you want to be. Uh, before you climb that stairway to seven, you are descending into hell. It's just the way it goes. It's the reality. It's what happens to every NFL franchise. And I'm not saying it's happening this year. They're 0-1-1. I, I think they will beat Tampa. It's not going to be easy. And I think they right the ship after that a little bit. I think they make the playoffs. But they've shown already the ability to lull. They've shown already they're not 13-3 and good. When you tie the Browns, you're not 13-3 and good. You're, you're just not. Maybe you're 13-2-1 good. No, but they're not. So if this is the beginning of the dip, when Ben leaves with how Tomlin has shown that he can't make the defense as good as you would think a defensive coach can make it, there are lean times a coming, Uh, unless everything goes right, and
1: not everything tends to go right in the NFL. No, but there's a potential that it could. They could make the right moves. You could get lucky and things could happen, but the reality is there, and and that's the one thing with a lot of Steelers fans is that reality doesn't even exist in their world, but hey, sometimes you gotta buck up and, and hang out for some lean years, because like you said, they come, they do come, and right now the Steelers are heading into a crossroads. How they handle that, that, that determines how, how this all goes, but... There's no doubt that there is a crossroads yes. a coming. It's a coach, it's a quarterback, it's a wide receiver, it's a running back. All these major things are about to change on you as a Steeler fan. And the offensive line, which is great, it's getting up there. Yeah.
0: And when you lose the offensive line and the quarterback and the running back all at the same time or close to it, row Raggy. Got this one from Thomas. Purple Impact back. He's still listening. What happened there? Oh, no. He said, you guys said the Steelers' season was over last year at 3-2 and 4-5 and, four and five the year before. You guys just love to criticize. It is what it is. I like sports. That's why I listen. But you guys are insufferable. Again, we were insufferable last segment. You're doing it again.
1: I, I don't think. Did you, did you claim their season was over last year? I, I don't, I don't that. think
0: that I did, but I can make the argument that it actually did end at 3-2. and two, well. <laughs> Because if you beat the Bears, who you're supposed to beat, you get home field advantage in the playoffs, and then you don't lose to Jacksonville because you don't play Jacksonville. You get New England at home, and maybe... Just maybe Al Riveron doesn't make a call at the end of that game that changes it. So while it wasn't over, (laughs) it still helped them not get where they wanted to go. It wasn't
1: wasn't over. It was just over.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was not over yet. It was just, well, it was shades of Christmas future coming up.
1: (laughs) Lights were outdoors were about to be shut.
0: Vinrock says, I know it's, it's coming. The Browns will be better than the Steelers in three years. Well, how does anyone know what Connor ends up? Or, oh, all right, I'm done. I, <laughs> punctuation's lost. I uh, need to yeah. read these things before I get on there. I don't know the Browns are going to be better. I don't know the Steelers are going to be worse. I
1: think that, though. Uh, and that's what I'm paid to do. Well, if you're looking at buying a house, you've got to look at the foundation. You've got to look at the walls. You've got to make sure everything's solid, and it's not going to fall apart on you. If you're looking at these two football teams like houses, Cleveland's kind of got the stronger foundation right now you've got a nice foundation in the Steelers, but it's starting to crumble. Is that just a horrible analogy? It's
0: absolutely not, because the Browns were that foundation that was crumbling. But when John Dorsey comes in, I think he brings the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball through the living room and says, let's redo this damn thing. And instead of using the old fridge, instead of using the old furnace, he's got a new furnace in Miles Garrett. He's got a new furnace in Baker Mayfield. He's got new gutters uh, in Denzel Ward. Uh, no, I, I think that's legit. In the Steelers, while it's a really nice house right now, they're not putting the care into it that they need yeah, to. Yeah, they
1: need to mow the lawn a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's
0: paint the fence. It's like me with my car. <laughs> Eventually, if you stop putting <laughs> oil in it, they tell me it's not going to work. That's BS. I don't buy that either. Yeah. Coming up next, it's the hottest take of the day. It's other crap. It's the three stars of the show. And it's our picks for the weekend. There's nothing that we in the sports media like to do better than tell the future and there's nothing we're worse at. That is ending a sentence in a preposition. It's a Crowley show. The Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now on ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeart Radio app Oh. oh, oh, oh. Everybody was for Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Sometimes here at the Bud Light Happy Hour, we have parking-related issues. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, my car was in the shop because I never get its oil changed, and I accidentally punched in my license plate while I was driving my wife's car, and I wound up getting ticketed. A couple years ago, Mark Caballi almost got ticketed, in. he ran out and was bitching and yelling and screaming and moaning at the meter maid. Now, Joe Rokicki, our intrepid on-site producer, sprinted out just as the last segment started. Just as Kung Fu fighting gets plastered into our ears, he takes off and runs down the road. So we don't know if we'll have Joe for the remainder of the program. Such is life, as Mike Thomas would say, in the National Football League. This one from Thomas at underscore Adam Crowley. I get it now. He's still listening, by the way. No matter what they do, it's a failure. 13-3 is bad because they lost to the Bears last year. Hell, if the L does not take the catch away, which is now a catch, they avoid the Jags as well. Guess what? Only the Finns went undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Were you happy with the way the last season ended, Thomas? I'm guessing the answer was no, because you play for keeps here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, they talk all the time about championships. Every year they don't win one. They talk about that at the press conference. If they had beaten the Bears, who weren't good, they're 14-2 and two if things change. That's it. One thing that changes last year, that, and it changes the entire complexion of the season. As for that rule against the Patriots, it wasn't a damn rule then. So, sorry, you got effed, but you got effed according to the rules. That's the way it goes. Jason says, your car is Yeah,
1: <laughs> You just don't know it yet. That's probably true. Well, I mean, if it is, how long can it go like that? That's the question. I'm, I don't care if it, and as we talked, I don't care if it's like that. As long as it gets us to and from where we go yes. that day. I'm a minimalist when it comes to the phones. Mm-hmm. I just need Twitter to be,
0: to be able to talk to my wife. That's really it. As it goes with my car, it's disgusting. I don't take care of the inside. It's an absolute travesty. I don't care. I travel from point A to point B. That's it all rolls. I need. It, it rolls. Yep, the wheels work. You guys ready to do our picks of the week? Let's
1: do them. Let's do it. Woo! Picks of the week. What are, What are our records,
2: real quick, Tom? Can you give us our records? I can give us the records. Our total records. I'm in first place. Four, four, and two. What? Yes. 4, 4, and 2. Adam is in second place at 2, 6, and 2. Yeah! And Brian is bringing
1: up the rear at 1, 7, and 2. Sweet. That means I'm the best at sports radio. Yes. Because I suck at picking games. The Great way to look at it. worst
0: pick I think we all fanned on, which was Pitt over Penn State. and They lose by 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe we're not good at this at all. We'll start out with Saints and Falcons. Both teams struggling out of the gate to start the season. I think the Saints are one of the best teams in football. They haven't shown it yet. They're on the road, however, in Atlanta. Atlanta's tough at home. In the Dome, I got Falcons.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one just because Falcons are at home. I still believe that the Falcons are a huge fraud this year, though, but they're going to get a win. I'm with the Falcons, too.
1: Don't mean to follow you guys. That's not good drama. It means we're going to lose.
0: Bengals at Panthers. The Bengals 2-0 are one of the greatest teams we've seen in football. At the Panthers, who are 1-1, and... They were a good team last year. I expect them to be good again. I think the Bengals are a legitimate division champion type club. But I got the Panthers winning at home.
2: Yeah, I don't really want to live in a world in 2018 where Andy Dalton beats Cam Newton, so I'm <laughs> going with the Panthers at home.
1: I'm going with the Bengals. Ooh. What? Yes, I am. Look, I got to take shots now. I'm in the po- I'm behind. That's true. I got to catch up. Broncos
0: at Ravens Ugh. the Broncos are two and0 oh. I don't know if they're good at all the Ravens at one and one aren't good but their defense is great I'll take them I'll take the points Ravens they move to two and one
2: well we don't pick with a spread so I don't know why you're taking the points but I take the Ravens
0: <laughs> and I exclude the points I
2: <laughs> am going to take the Broncos because I think the Ravens are trash trash.
1: And I'm with Tom. Ravens are trash. Joe Flacco is just going to, uh, he's going to get more and more remedial as this season goes on. He really is. What you saw in the first game, not what you're going to see the rest.
0: Why do I keep picking the Ravens? Steelers at Buccaneers. (laughs) I'm going Steelers. I think the world's against them. They're playing on Monday Night Football. They're very good typically on Monday Night Football. They're a better team than Tampa. They're just not playing better than them right now. It's close, it's high scoring. Steelers move to 1-1-1 and to tie the Cleveland Browns.
1: Hey, suck it, Thomas. See that? He picked the Steelers.
2: Yeah, before the season started, when I expertly predicted that the Steelers would start off 2-0, and this was a total <laughs> loss at Tampa Bay on Monday night. But the fact that they're 0-1-1 just means that they're going to mop the floor with the Buccaneers, so Steelers in a landslide.
1: I do remember you marking that as a potential loss early in the Only season. Only if they were 2-0, and though. But look, man, I just... <laughs> I don't want to be negative, but I got the box in this one. Of course what? You of course I you do. do.
0: I'm not. All right. And the last game, I know nothing about Pitt. I know nothing about North Carolina. <laughs> Pitt has yet to beat North Carolina since they've joined the ACC, but North Carolina suspended everyone and their mother earlier on before the season. I'm taking North
1: Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. UNC's got nothing. I'm taking them. <laughs> I am more
2: nervous for this North Carolina game than I was for the Penn State game. Uh, but I think we exercised the demon this year. Pitt's going to go down there and beat them. You 2-0 in not. conference You're play. You're worried. You're no, lying. No. You're Pitt's going to easily do it. You're worried.
1: No. You're worried. I got worried. Miami by 10. They're not playing. <laughs> They're playing North Carolina. It matters not.
0: They're going to lose. It's time <laughs> for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. The greatest song of all time that I never want to listen to until it's on the radio (laughs) is the American Pie song. I don't even know what the actual name of the song is. It's probably the day the music died or some crap like that. That's what it is. Well, that's the greatest song ever that I never want to listen to until it's on my radio and then I can't turn it off. That's the honest take of the day. Wow! Setting fire, brother. Other rap. Isaiah Crowell wiped his butt with the football, and then the Jets collapsed. #Hashtag Butt Crumble.
1: Woo! Other rap. Laces out. Woo! Other rap.
0: It's been one day since the Browns won a football game. It's been 636 days since the Browns won on a Sunday.
1: Why
0: do you got to bring them down? <laughs> you
1: got to kick them.
0: It's been 461 days since Pit basketball won a conference game.
1: Them you can kick.
0: <laughs> it's time for the three stars of the show.
1: Third star. Tonight's third
2: star of the show, Joe's Lube. I don't go f- Full synthetic. I do a blend.
1: Oh, do you? Do You're a blend, blend guy, huh? Blend guy. <laughs> I, like, so when you, you go, that it's that like extra. the barista. You should show up. I'd like the blend, please. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all about synthetic. the lubric- extra <clears throat> lubrication, you know.
0: The lubrication. That's right. Very good. See, it's so slippery, I couldn't even get it out. That's what she said.
1: We were talking about cars there, right? Sure. Sure. Second star tonight. Second star of the show. F. Mary Kill. I'd F. Cavoli. I'd Mary Dale. <laughs> And I would kill Richie Walsh.
0: (laughs) You'd have Kabali? Yeah. Nice.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't want to kill him.
2: No. No. You (laughs) killed the right guy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If we were playing the DK version (laughs) of F marry kill, you could F and marry (laughs) multiple people. And then the kill's optional. (laughs) That's like (laughs) FFMMKK.
2: First star. <laughs> and tonight's first star of the show, Paw Dog!
3: <laughs> Zero, one, and one. Steelers, we need this. This is what AB's talking about. Let's get it. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Buccaneers meeting lawless. No leadership, not flawless. You we know, have something like that <laughs> told the pirates, and they don't give a, sh- a down. <laughs> I heard you wanted to be called the Clowns. But you thought Cleveland was going to take that name, but instead they called themselves the Browns. Hey, you got uh, Winston number threes and lights? When he's full-flavored, you can't stay out of trouble. you got to read him his rights. Hey, 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 trust me, bro. You can't always give what you wish. You better watch your back, Fish. Schoolmaster won't be there for you all the time. And hey, where's, uh, Fitz magic in all this, rhyme? <laughs> oh, no. Looking like Conor McGregor or a 10th-pound undertaker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, he seems to be playing like a wizard compared to our uh, interception lizard. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all right, okay. Let's, let's be serious now. <laughs> Listen here. You think you're somebody because you've got a ring? <laughs> Hey, listen, man, no one respects you unless you win too. That's the thing. <laughs> T.J. Watt going to rack up some sacks. going to sound like Mario Brother coins. Bling, bing, bing. <laughs> when, when the smoke clears, you're going to rub your eyes. And the terrible towels will be flying in the Tampa Bay skies. <laughs> Peace. Wow. Who let the dogs out?
0: Tomorrow, I make one of two yearly trips to Morgantown, West Virginia. If I'm not back on Monday, it's not because the cyst ate me. It's because Morgantown did.
1: Be safe, buddy. No couch burning.
0: No couch burning. Ah, it's just Kansas State. Don't need to burn nothing. We're good. I got the Steelers winning on Monday. We'll talk more about it on Monday. If Jameis Winston were going to play, it wouldn't have changed anything. As Jameis said before, Steelers going to bleep them right in the bleep. I guess that doesn't make sense with the bleeps, does it?
1: It's full of flavor.